Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Uh, things are going fantastic. A little tired today? A little tired. I was up very late finishing this book. <laughs> Fitting two books in one week just about did me in. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Um, so today we are going to be talking about two books, The Kingmaker and The Rebel King, a duet by Kennedy Ryan in today's mini episode, which may or may not be all that many, but we'll see. Um, but first, Mom, of the people in your life, who would you pick as your running mate? As my running mate? Yes. I'm um, probably you. <laughs> not for any big, like, mushy reason, or that I have any great respect for you, but I think we would just have fun. Well, like, and I kick I am good at controlling your life. Yeah, and traveling with you is, is <laughs> Ellen just has everything all set up, and I it's so true. yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of thinking that you would probably be my choice as well. I was thinking yeah. you might pick your sister, and I could also consider picking your sister, but. I'm more fun than my sister. I'm saying I'm not saying for fun reasons. I'm saying for organizational reasons. Oh, <laughs> who needs to be organized? It's highly overrated. But my sister is very organized. <laughs> Mom missed out on that gene. I did lose that gene. <laughs> oh well, I'm sure I've got some other gene. That's fun or good. <laughs> so today, as mentioned, we are going to be talking about the two books uh, in. Kennedy Ryan's All the King's Men Duet, The Kingmaker and the Rebel King. Um, I did write a little description on this. This one's oh, kind of a hard... Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? You heard me right. I wrote <laughs> a description myself. Wow. Um, this one is hard to write a description for, though, because there's a lot it's, in two There's books. a lot going on. Um, so here's what I wrote. A love story spanning 15 years. This duet tells the story of Lennox Moon Hunter and... Maxim Cade. While Lennox grows up on a reservation, fighting the desecration of her people's sacred land and longing for her mother who has gone missing and forgotten, Maxim grows up privileged and heir to the very oil company that lays the pipelines, ruining her land. Um, but a chance encounter at a protest sets off a deep and passionate love story that sees the two set off to faraway parts unknown, face life and death, begin their respective empires, come together, grow apart, and then always find their way back together again. And that's all I wrote. That's, that's good. No, that's good. So. I like it. Yeah. Mom, what did you think of this duet? I'm pretty sure this is a love for me, Ellen. Yeah. I think I'm going to be hard-pressed not to love a Kennedy Ryan book. Because <sighs> even just... maybe if, okay, so like, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot straight. Um, I think it was, uh, the middle, I think, was it Block Shot? The second book in the Long Shot series? Yes. The, um, I didn't love the story of that one, but the thing is, is I'm always going to love it because her writing is just so damn good. I know. Like, even, like, I'll be reading other books and I'll be going along and I'm like, eh, I'm going to read this Kennedy Ryan book. And I pick it up and like within the first page, I'm like, gosh, she's such a good writer. Yeah. I mean, there, she just stands above so many, I mean, nothing against other writers, but she's, there's just, she's got a quality. She's just, just working on a different level than a lot of other authors that we read. Yeah, and it's. And, and I think everybody has their strong suit, like. 
Um, I mean, she's got good, like, bantery moments, but I wouldn't say that that's, like, her bread and butter. But she's just got passages that, like, I highlighted and were popular highlights in the Kindle editions because they're just so damn good where you're just like, I know, gosh, dang, girl. (laughs) Um, Wish that kind of stuff came out of my brain. I know. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, there's a lot we're going to dissect in this one and, um, and yeah, so let's just get into it. Mom, what did you think of Lennox as our heroine? Um, I really liked Lennox a lot and I liked that, um, I liked that we get to see their entire journey. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. from when she's 13 to, you know, you know, when she's not 13 And and this is not, I mean, I think Kennedy Ryan kind of has an interest in telling kind of more of these epic because you think about long shot it's very much it starts you know when they're very young right. and then they pick up again you know i think later like on. 10 years later or something like that maybe five um i can't remember exactly but well, i think i think she just likes giving that backstory that kind of helps us understand well backstory and then the you think about the grip flow still series it's the same it's it's um i mean the first book is when they're teenagers the second book is when they're in their early 20s and then the third book is all about like their marriage and staying together and so um i think that you know she's kind of shown a proclivity for um kind of telling these more in-depth epics yeah and showing the breadth of a relationship and not just the you know, happy for now kind of ending. And, and you know, delving into different worlds each time. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I want to make a joke about me saying rap, rap singer. singer. <laughs> mom was like, mom put on the Facebook or she's like, I mean, she got me to like care about a book about a rap singer. And I'm like, mom, rap singer <laughs> is the most mom terminology that could ever be used. Like, it would have only been worse if you said, like, that rapist, that, you know, or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I am a mom. I am in my 50s. You know, nudging up to 60. When I saw so that, I just, I... like, did the most massive eye roll. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but getting into that whole rapper yeah (laughs) but and that's not a world that i had any interest in whatsoever but she just writes it so well that you know it it was just so amazing to read she has a very deft hand which i think we've talked about this too with um i think penny reed is similar but they're both really good at taking issues and i think kennedy takes a much stronger stance than Pen- Penny Reed seems to in her. Well, I think she goes more, um, you know, more controversial maybe. I think. I don't even know if, I don't know. We're going to get into that a little bit later too, but, um, but Kennedy Ryan, I think she has a very deft hand at handling weighty issues and presenting them in a way where she's taking a strong stance, but, um, but not in a way that you feel like you're being like reprimanded like an or yeah. anything like that. And um, 
And I don't, and I think that I think that that's good because if you think about it, a book is a especially I think a fiction book is a great opportunity to try and um, use that as a platform to. I don't know, change people's minds maybe even, or just kind of show people a... Or make them more aware. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything in this book in particular that changed my mind about something, yeah. but just like, you know, oh yeah, I, you know what? I do feel that way. You know, it just makes you more aware of what yeah. you think. And I think back to like the question of Lennox as a heroine, I don't believe I've read a Native American hero before and certainly not a contemporary one. I'm, I think I maybe have read like... I think a historical O'Connell. Yeah, I think. Well, I think she had a Native American hero, but anyway. Right. Um. And yeah, like I said, certainly not a contemporary one. And so, um, I found it really interesting to read about a marginalized group that, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about. And I and I think it's because they don't get the spotlight that they deserve. Um, and right. so I, I appreciate Kennedy Ryan as a black woman who in itself is a marginalized group, you know, taking this opportunity to, you know, spotlight Lennox and her as a Native American um, heroine, you know? Yeah, it was. No, I thought she was fantastic. I loved how feisty I love that he fell in love with her right away when she gave yeah. that first speech when she was 17 and and he was just so taken back by her strength <laughs> and well her yeah. strength and her poise convictions. and her convictions and how passionate she is and that those are I mean and you know she's she's hot apparently um <laughs> but I think those are the kind of the traits that really like draw him in you know right so yeah, I, yeah. I really liked her. I liked that, you know, she's a strong, you know, political figure who, you know, stays behind the scenes, but still is kind of running, running things. And um, yeah, and, and she, you know, doesn't back down. I don't know. She was just so, um, and there were conflicts and things that came up, but I understood you know, why she got mad at him for different things and why, you know, it, there was nothing that I was like, uh, this is going to be one yeah. of those. <laughs> and I and I think that's, again, a credit to Kennedy's writing because she always presents a conflict showing you, you know, the 360 degree of right. where everybody's coming from. Right. Um, what did you think of Maxim as our hero? Um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> well, yes, that, well, that's another, <laughs> another question. Subject. But, um, no, he sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also really liked him and I liked, um, I wrote down this line because she says, um, she says that flare, that spark in his eyes, I mistook for ambition. It's passion. And, I think I liked that exploration of him where he is a very ambitious person. He wants to have a shit ton of money. But, you know, when she calls him on that, he's like, I want to do that too because I know, I recognize that that's what gets shit done is, <laughs> is yeah, having like, the purse strings, you know? 
Well, and he talked when they first meet, I guess, in Amsterdam, and he's telling her all the things he wants to do to save the planet. And he says, don't get me wrong. I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, you know, it's like that's, that line says, it, it is ambition, but it's, it's passion for the things he cares about and wanting to have the power to make those things happen, you know? And he, I mean, he recognizes from, from his upbringing that that's, you know, being a mover and a shaker is, is what is how things get done, unfortunately. But, um, you know, and he even tells her like, I want to be in a place where I can help you, you know, make your passions happen and you know things like that and you know she gets there on her own too but it's never gonna hurt to have you know this huge political figure on on your side yeah it wouldn't hurt to have that huge political figure on your side Oh boy! Um, I in, in connection to those two things, I wrote down this line: I want to recycle and dry hump him in the middle of the square, <laughs> because that's where I was too. I was like, I'm so turned on by like, I mean, never has climate change been so hot, right? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I guess it ha- it is hot. Didn't you yeah. know? Um, but. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, he he made all that quite sexy, um, and he is uh, he is very overbearing and possessive. He is, and I because I got where she was coming from with all the security detail and all. Here's that. the thing, though, I got where she was coming from, and I also didn't get it because. I mean, yeah, she she herself is a figure. He is a huge figure. And so if she's going to start associating with him and when she kind of freaks out at him about the that was the only thing where I was like, are we really going to like quibble on this? The bracelet. Um, right. I And I get where she was because especially after she went through the whole thing in Costa Rica, you think she'd be like, yeah, I want. A million bodyguards yeah. on me. That's the way I would feel. Yeah. But um, her the thing with the bracelet, and I get why she's like, okay, I'll wear the bracelet, but I want the other bodyguards off of me. Yeah. But um, but you know, she was kind of mad that he had given it to her, and I'm like, okay, but she does let him explain this, but he hadn't turned it on, and thank right. God that they were able right. to remotely, you know. Yeah. That because otherwise, yeah. Yeah. And can I just say right here that um, I'm glad I read these books after both books had come yeah, out because me too. talk about a literal cliffhanger. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I was like, huh, huh, I gotta read. I gotta start the next one yeah. right now. I, <laughs> I know I would have been so frustrated if if the oh, second so one wasn't frustrated out. if I had to wait. Um, okay, Kennedy, like we said, did not stray from issues in this one. Um, I wrote down some that we can go over, but like kind of what did you think? And we've we've touched on this, but anything more to say on like her handling of the political issues? I thought she did a great job and she and she always does. Yeah. And um, and it's not that she's necessarily showing you both sides as much as she's showing you a very um, rational. Yeah. Well-researched. Yes. 
point of view on these things. Point of view. There's, and you read it and you say, yeah, yeah, I want to go fight for, you know, Native American rights. Yeah. I want to go do that now. Um, yeah. I don't want but, this to be the polarizing segment of the show, but in my opinion, she picks topics to handle that I don't personally find all that polarizing. I feel like science has established that climate change is an actual thing. And I don't think that you can look at the treatment of the indigenous people in this country and not recognize that we haven't done right by them in a lot of ways, historically and today, you know. Ellen and I were even talking about it. There's like almost every group in in this country has been mistreated in some way. Is that I mean, I'm not trying to downplay the way Native Americans were treated, but there's a lot of people we that were mistreated yeah. throughout the, you know, years of Europeans coming to this country. Yeah, both like but, religious groups, um, racial groups, yeah. you know, any yeah. any type. And um, so, yeah, but I, um, so I thought she handled all of that really well. And like I said, I love that her as a black woman uses this book to point out, you know, the mistreatment of this other group that I think gets a short shrift in media and history books and all of that. Um, uh, This is somewhat tangential, but when Warren Cade is laying the pipeline on the sacred burial ground, I was like, have you not seen Poltergeist? Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, this is not going to end well. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But uh, the other, I also appreciated the um, the spotlight on, like, the disproportionate rate of Native American women who go missing, which I yeah. saw a Forensic Files episode about one time, and I was like, wow, I had no idea. Right. I didn't know that that was a, even a, a problem. Yeah. I mean, I get that it's a problem. A lot of women go missing. Yeah. And it's but, you know, bad, but. that she says four and five um Native American women have experienced violence and more than one in two have experienced sexual violence. And that's, yeah, that's outrageous statistics. You more know? than one in two. That's, yeah. you know, bad. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I have no problem coming out and saying, like, I full heartedly agree with this that she points out is that, yes, the two party system is broken. Oh, and people are not broken. black and white. People are not <laughs> red or blue. And it's all shades of gray, shades of purple. And um, and I think that I, I loved calling that out because I personally feel that that is such a stupid way of running Well, government. it made me wish that these Cade boys would come and run for president. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wrote down this line. Um this is when she's on the like the like CNN type show towards the beginning of part 2 I think in when they're you know much when they're older the beginning of that segment. Um I think is it called Breakaway or something? Yeah, is Beltway it? is what it was. Beltway, that's what um, it was. Um she says dissent is the highest form of cuz he's calling her out on, you know, like calling out forefathers and things like that. She says dissent is the highest form of patriotism patriotism i love this country too much to settle for the lies written in our history books i love the constitution too much to not hold those who wrote it accountable for the truth of its principles and i think that that's a great i think that that's kind of a takeaway line for this book because um yeah i mean it's it's not 
I don't think it's un-American to call out the fact that there are imperfect men who started this country and to, you know, glorify them and say that everything they said was perfect is inaccurate. I mean, they wrote all men are created equal and look where... (laughs) And they had a very narrow view of what all men were. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the... I really... The line that struck me is when she... I think it's her that says... um, you know, anytime I spend a $20 bill, I have to look at a picture of Andrew Jackson who, mm-hmm. you know, p- moved the people out onto the Trail of Tears and and made all that happen. And I, you know, I've just never thought about all that before. Yeah. And... Yeah. So um, I, I'm sorry if this, this segment of the show has been upsetting to anybody. We don't need to be overly political well, with this and, whole thing. You know, but... Mom and I have never come straight out and said any of our political affiliations and I don't think we really ever will but it's like I said I don't I don't feel like these topics that she talks about are are that polarizing I think that they're basic concerns that we should be looking at and addressing and I again I think she she comes at it from a very well obviously well researched and um earnest and I think rational you know point of view yeah definitely that's 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 where that's where we'll talk about the political stuff um so the first book is definitely interpersonal conflict and the second book is more external conflict I would say right um I would agree what did you think of the first argument and uh the first conflict and the argument over him hiding that he is a Cade. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a big deal except that she hates his father so <laughs> much. And he knows that she <laughs> hates his father. And I could get, though, like she was saying, she says, if you just told me right off the bat, then I could have made my own choice. Well, here's here's what here's what I'll say there, because she does not say that. In, she doesn't really say that initially. She's, you know, it's when she's younger that she's just like, nope, we're done. Like, Right. Get out. And um, and I think that's another aspect that I like about this book taking place over such a long period of time is that it gives you the ability to see her look back on on that conflict from the first book. And because I think this is what life is like. Arguments either arguments that you have either become bigger and fester or they become something that you look back on and realize that you learn from it, you know. And um, I like that she's able to look back on that and be like, you know, I'm I'm glad that you didn't tell because, you know, it's in the second book that she says, I'm glad you didn't tell me because I don't think I would have had the foresight to accept you for who you are as a person rather than accepting you as a Cade, you know. And the other thing that I love about that conflict is that you see her and Warren Cade come to kind of a ceasefire, you know, as they become family. I mean, they're always going to have, and this is a big thing that they talk about in the book itself, like, as family, you can disagree about big issues, but you can still <laughs> love them, you know? And um, and I I like that they kind of, they they recognize the things that they disagree on, and they 
celebrate the things that they both care about, you know, her and his father. And um, I liked kind of that whole, which I don't think he would have gotten if the book just ended, you know, when they get together on New Year's Day. Well, I think a very important thing that this book does a good job of pointing out that I think our whole country could use a little of is it's okay to disagree with people. You can still love them. You can still be friends with them. You can still accept them and have different views on things. Now, him laying pipeline on her sacred grounds, that's, I mean, I get why she was just really mad about that. (laughs) But, um, you know, like politically, you can come at things different politically and still be friends and still, you know, accept people even though you disagree with them. Yeah, and love them and treat them as you know other human beings and things like that um so yeah so i i liked that whole arc of that first conflict that you get to see yes he shouldn't have lied to her especially he should have told her i think before they had sex especially and been honest about who he was because he knew it would be upsetting to her but I do I do like the arc of her being able to like with more years of wisdom look back on that and recognize like maybe I didn't handle that as I should have um and you know but she didn't she didn't come to that realization right away. I mean she was very no, much I, mean, that's I am not going to have anything to do with this 10 guy. <laughs> years later or something like that, right? That that happened. Yeah. So um okay the first book, as you mentioned, ends on quite a cliffhanger. We see Lennox and her friend Wallace get kidnapped, and the ramifications of that make up much of book two. So what did you think of the more external conflict that occurs with Abe slash Gregory Keene in the second book? Well, because for me, I like the first book. I love the second book. I love all that crazy stuff that was going on and can I spoil like I have a huge spoiler yeah go for it okay I did not see that coming um, with killing Owen with Owen yeah I did not like I did not see that coming I just assumed the book was going to be about making him president and I didn't realize I didn't even think that Maxim was you know I thought he was just going to be the brother of the president I did not see them killing off Owen. And that I was... I could tell because I talked to you before that had happened yesterday. <laughs> and and I was... that was not a prediction that you had. And so... And it's not often that a book completely catches me off guard. But um, uh, yeah, I thought the story was fantastic. I thought, um, you know, the whole external storyline, um, I thought it was so well written and just them all dealing with the aftermath of that and I should have seen it coming though because he kept talking about how Robert Kennedy was his favorite Kennedy. Well, and I should have seen that coming. Okay, so I I didn't see it happening quite that way, but I saw I and at a certain point I was like, well maybe like Owen's going to ask him to be his VP or something. I could tell something was going to happen that was going to push him into politics because there was just a lot of stuff leading up to it where it was very much, um, you know, he was like, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And, you know, that's that's book 101. Like, if they say, like, I will right. never <laughs> do that, they're going to... It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, and so I knew that 
something was going to happen. And I thought maybe it would be after Owen, you know, it would be like in the epilogue that we see that he also eventually gets into politics or something like that. But um, it's interesting because I'm um, looking at the reader comments for this one, the listener comments, um, the assassination and the whole like kidnapping thing seems to kind of be a polarizing aspect of this book. Like that seems to be kind of a segment that a lot of people didn't, that wasn't their favorite part. Um, but I, I like it. I think it ended, I think it lended to the kind of long epic story and it all was very intense. And I think it made this whole book felt, felt very like cinematic to me, you know? Um, and yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, (laughs) back to Kennedy Ryan, who's, you know, just does such an amazing job. But all of her books, there's always so much more story than just the romance. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, I mean, the romance is a focal part of the story, but um, there's always so much story outside of the romance. The other thing um, I kept thinking about was when we talked to Kennedy before we recorded our episode for Longshot. Longshot. Which, by the way, I know we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we, we talked to her before we did long shot. And then we met her at book Bonanza, like literally the sweetest person I've ever met, or at least like ever. in the top five. <laughs> yeah. She, well, we stood in line watching her as people were, and she treated every single person in the line. Like they were the most amazing person she'd ever met. Yeah. I mean, she just had that spark in her that would do that. And yeah. she's just, yeah, she's amazing. great. So obviously, Take all of this, take all of our like love for her with a grain of salt because we just already think she's amazing. But um, what 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 are we what were we talking about before I went off on that tangent? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's something that I find interesting also about um, oh about uh, the external story, the external all the oh out. yeah yeah she does always have oh that's what I was talking about is um, when we talked to Kennedy before Longshot is she told us that she went back and forth based on like feedback and things like that on whether on who would kill and I don't remember his name he's awful the the guy, guy the bad guy in long the shot. bad guy in long shot and um and so we talked to her a lot about about that and so then in this book where um maxim is like i will kill them and sleep like a baby you know <laughs> i was like wow kennedy's uh taking a hard stance on this one <laughs> um, so i found that interesting um the other thing i want to talk about here in this segment i find it interesting and I'm 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 treading lightly on this comment. I find it interesting and honestly refreshing and hopeful that Kennedy has women like Lennox and Kimba, strong women of color, rally behind two privileged straight white males. And especially Owen in the beginning. I think it says a lot about allyship and that you can't entirely write off a off the good a person can do based on their lack of marginalization. And yes, I say this as a straight white woman, but um, I like that they, you know, and yes, they admitted that part of it was like, we know he's going to win. So let's freaking back this guy. But um, 
I, and, and then as they get to know him better, they're like, I honestly believe that you are the best person for the job. And that's why we're working for you. And, um, and I, I, I liked that, um, because I think it would have been, you know, cause Kimba and Lennox historically in their careers have supported, have supported, you know, candidates of color and things like that. Um, but when presented with this opportunity, they didn't turn it down just because he was like a straight white male, which I think is a thing that people are writing off people just based on their right privilege, quote or unquote. because he's a privileged white male. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. did I tread lightly enough? Enough there. Yeah, you did good. Okay. You did good. <laughs> um, the other, the moment I want to call out that I loved from like this whole external plot is when he, when Maxim is watching the like ransom video, and you know they are they're holding the gun to her head or something like that, and she's like, they're like, what's your name? Say your name. And she's like, Lennox Moon Hunter. You have a pie Apache Nation. The last warriors <laughs> to surrender, and I am the girl who chases stars. I was like, yes, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> And, but he was thinking, just say your name. Just say your name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was like, yes, you're so badass. I love you. And I yes. thought that was awesome. Um, okay, so you kind of already answered this question, but um, did you see his run for presidency coming? What did you think of that transition in the book, etc.? I did not. I figured he would go into politics in some way and that she would help him because that's just, you know, the way the paths were going. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I, like I said, the whole thing with Owen took, blindsided me, so. I, it's like I said, I, I, I saw him somehow getting into politics. Um, I didn't see it going down quite that way. And then when it did go down that way, I was like, okay, either he or she is going to pick up the mantle. And right. I think they will both be involved in it regardless. But, um, and this is another another comment that I'm going to tread lightly on. But honestly, his run kind of reminded me of Trump's. Now, stay with me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of experts will point to the fact that a lot of why Trump won is because he was so off book and because he was speaking to people who felt like, and you know he's whether you love him or hate him yeah this is the way he got elected yeah and um and so him kind of running as this independent that doesn't super ascribe to a party and kind of just flies by you know his own beats goes to the beat of his own drummer and uh is often off book and things like that that kind of I mean but I think this would be a much more successful um result yes personally to reveal my personally, own hand of cards absolutely the um I would if I had one quibble with how things played out because you could see it coming from the get-go I don't know why they didn't just say like even before he announced he was running just announced that they were in a you know let it out that they were in a relationship and, you know, they could even go back and tell the backstory, you know, or even if they just got together while she was working for his brother's campaign mm -hmm. and now, you know, his campaign. Yeah. But that's the one thing I would say. I'm surprised she didn't think 
of that as and I get where she's like I don't want them to think that I slept my way to the top or whatever but if they've been in a relationship which they had been for a while yeah it's not like you know she just started banging him because he's going to be president yeah um, and that was my next question was you know I would say the other conflict in book, t- book two was her not wanting to marry him and um yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm surprised that as these brilliant strategists, they did not consider a possibility where, you know, especially with how he does just say whatever he wants, you know, have him be like, here's the deal. And I kept thinking that this was going to happen, was, was he was just going to go yeah. off book and be like, you know what? Screw all of you. And, you know, this is what's going on except she would have lost her freaking mind if he did but um i don't know and then when it was really breaking my heart when he when he wanted to marry her and she wanted to marry him too but she was just like i just don't know if i can be first lady i don't know if i'm i I wouldn't want to be first lady i wouldn't either But but i will say the office of first lady evolves like it does i mean you look at well, even back in the day, like Dolly Madison was a much stronger first lady than we have. And I don't think it's true that we've never not had a first lady. I think there was a president. I can't remember which one now. That like there was one married. that was like widowed or something. But and and his niece or someone became like took over the first lady. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Anyway, um, it seems to me that they could have played that much better. And it, I could see the country totally getting behind this totally romantic couple and, you know, and how cute they fell in love on the campaign trail. And, you know, now she, yeah, we say that, but you know, it's, it's like she says it's, you know, and we are hopeless romantics. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Not everyone is. Um, But I mean, I, we are, we are watching um, that there's a CNN series of like, features decades and there's one about the 90s and they talk about how you know even just as recently as Hillary Clinton she was a huge transition in how the first lady you know takes up causes and things like that and I think Michelle Obama was as well and um so I yeah I think that there's no reason why she couldn't be a first lady who you know goes after what she feels is important yeah especially since she had already like been out and proud very strongly about you know her views right it's not something she just started in on because she was first lady i mean it would have been something she brought with her to the table yeah um okay let's talk about sex baby oh my gosh and there's a (laughs) lot in this book (laughs) so my one comment is wowza That's my one note. Yeah. There was some unmom friendly moments. Yes, definitely. there were. And I was reading way ahead of you and I was just like, oh, she's Louise. <laughs> Too much ass play. I'm just going to say that. Like, Kennedy, you're killing me with this. Having to read that with my mom. Um, I did, I will say though, in, in regards to that, <laughs> I did love when she gives him that present. And the she's present, like. The Christmas present. <laughs> and she's like, it's a joke. And he's like. You can't joke about someone. <laughs> That's not a joke. You can't do that. And then um, she's like, we can't do it here in your childhood bedroom. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's not where we're going to have that happen for the first time. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was a lot. 
And I told mom prior to going into book two, I'm like, there's a lot in book one, but there's more in <laughs> in book two. I don't know that there was more I in book like two. I felt like there was more in book two. I mean, they obviously got more intimate, shall we say? But Intense, um, shall we say? <laughs> yes. Well, these two were on fire from day one, and I'm like, you're a virgin, really? <laughs> okay, so let's also talk about that, because I really liked, um, I liked the, um, I wrote down this line, where she says, I've t- she's, she's referring back to the run that the, like, ceremony that she does when she's younger, um, and she becomes, be- a woman. becomes a woman. And she says, I've taken the elements into my body. The first time I take a man into my body, I want it to mean something to me. And um, I thought that I liked that take direction, especially for her and her background and, you know, the people that she comes from who do take nature and, you know, the body very seriously and spiritually like it's a very spiritual thing to them and so I liked that it meant something to her which it means something to all of us obviously but right right. um but I don't know that she she looked at it from a kind of more spiritual standpoint giving away her virginity if that makes sense yeah um no I I was on board with all that and um but then she was a fast learner, as are most virgins in in romance, romance novels. <laughs> well, and she does have a um, teacher that is very... Yeah, yeah she does. <laughs> so, yeah. She was learning from a master. <laughs> they, uh, they get after it often and intensely. And yeah, they do. I don't know that... There's much more we can really get into on that front. Is it is it a hot pair of books? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, is it mom friendly? Not no, always. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> did I read it with my mom anyway? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and therein lies the podcast. Yeah, and therein <laughs> lies our premise. Um, okay, what was your swooniest moment? Oh, um, I really liked, I liked the whole thing where he is trying to save her in Costa Rica. I like that. I like the part that you mentioned where she says her name and you're just like, yes. Yeah. And, um, but there were a lot of, I mean, this was a very swoony book. I mean, he was a swoony guy. Yes. And, um. There are innumerable moments that are swoony. Um, right. Here's what I will say. I swoon the most in these books at Kennedy's writing. That's that's <laughs> what makes me swoon wow. the most. Kennedy, you, you're really working for me. I wrote down this line. It's a little long, but this is when I was going back through my notes, I was like, this is my swooniest moment. So here we go. It's they're, they're having their like first kiss in Amsterdam. Oh, I was going to say, the stuff in Amsterdam was pretty yeah. swoony. 
If a kiss has a color, this one is the muted shades of the sky overhead, a menage a trois of midnight and indigo and moonshine silver. If a kiss has a sound, this one is the concert of our breaths and sighs and moans. If a kiss has a taste, it tastes like this, hunger flavored with yearning and spiced with desperation, with bites and growls and tender licks and soothing whimpers, perfectly served portions of sweet and scorching. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah. Like, damn, girl, come on. <laughs> How are we not supposed to get yeah. all Twitter pated after something like that? And um, uh, yeah, she's just, she gets lines like that where I'm just like, like chef's, chef's fingers kiss, like mwah, that's beautiful. Like, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I could see where it would drive her crazy, but I loved his protective side too and how he yeah. just wanted her to be safe and we, we do we do like a a bit of alpha yeah a little protective male going on yeah. and he had it in spades he did indeed bless him um let's hear what some of the listeners thought uh elizabeth said i read them both and really liked them it wasn't a love for me because some of the plot points seemed a little too outlandish like the kidnapping but i was definitely invested in the romance also i liked how kennedy handled multiple political viewpoints in this with care and consideration it was obvious she did a ton of research with native american women to tell their story and i came away having learned a lot agree definitely agree um ashley says read both and loved it kennedy is my queen and yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> you might hear that, that in us as well. Yeah. Um, Heather says, I have read both. As mentioned before, some of the themes are really political. However, it's Kennedy Ryan, so she seriously never lets you down. These books were really interesting because it spanned years and years of this relationship. These books were written very well. The love story was so beyond beautiful. Kennedy Ryan is the queen. These books definitely made me think. And yes, I would agree with all of that. Uh, Raquel says, read the first one without knowing it was not a standalone. Let's just say I won't be reading the second one. I thought she was a technically good writer, but the story and the characters didn't do it for me. I didn't mind the political po politics, but noticed how many people were bothered by it. One can read so many crazy reviews online. Uh, singular male listener Jason says, I really... Can I just say that I never read any reviews online I ever. do sometimes Ellen just tells me what to fact, read and then I read it <laughs> I do sometimes after the fact and sometimes if I'm looking for a book I'll look at just like the star rating um and I do like how on Goodreads like you can follow certain people so like if I find someone who it's like I tend to agree with them then I will right. kind of see what they have to say um Raquel I'm sorry that it wasn't working for you um Singular male listener Jason says, I really enjoyed both books. It's a strong like for me, but not a love. I actually liked both Lennox and Maxim. The one thing about the book is then uh, the tension that was created when the two were together was very steamy. <laughs> the book talks about missing Native women and pipeline workers. If anyone gets a chance to watch the movie Wind River, it's about that. And may I say, it's great. I thought about that too. That is a great movie. And that really shines a light on those same problems issues um aida says i read these when they came out i loved them but i love anything kennedy writes it, she is amazing while i thought some of the plot lines were a bit out of reach antarctica presidential campaign etc i could see that it was necessary to the story i love that when kennedy writes it always provides light uh, insight into topics that wouldn't cross my path normally i had no idea about the missing native women and pipeline issues granted i don't live in the u.s so that is probably why i don't hear about it at all 
Um, I live in the U.S. Yeah. And I haven't heard of you it. You don't so. hear about a whole lot of it. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Jessica says, I stayed up late last night, girl. So did both me and mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Not last night for me, but the other night I stayed up very late finishing this book. She says, I stayed up late last night to finish the duet, and I really liked it. This duet felt like an epic sweeping romance, and it tackled a ton of big topics deftly. It will definitely stay with me for a while. The duet fell short of love for me, though, because I did not feel like the romance was always central to the story, if that makes sense. And because it tried to do too many things, star-crossed lovers, Antarctic rescue, kidnapping, secret dating, family discord, assassination, campaigning for the presidency, etc., uh, she says, P.S. I really hated the whole assassination plot twist, but understand how it moved the story where Kennedy wanted to go. Uh, she says, I think my favorite part was the time that uh, Nix and Maxim were in Amsterdam as young lovers because that is where I felt the most connection between them. Looking ahead, I see that Kennedy already has Kimba's book in the works, but I just need Grimm's book. Uh, I am in love with Grimm so much. Is it too much to hope that maybe Kimba and Grimm get together? Either way, I'll definitely be reading whatever Kennedy comes up with next. Uh, Jessica, I saw, so she was featured, Kennedy Ryan was featured in, there's like a Christmas, uh, anthology that came out this past Christmas and, um, Kennedy has a short story, uh, about Grimm and like a queen or something like that, that he does security for. Mm. So there you go. There's Grimm's story. Sorry that they don't get together. Who does Kimba wind up with? Is anyone we know? I don't know the answer to that. Um, so I think that, like the main takeaway is like, oh, does she wind up with David? Kimba and David. I don't know who hooked up in Amsterdam. Yeah, Ellen, how do you not know? I don't know. Well, I don't even know <laughs> if she said. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, so lots of likes, not loves there in the listener comments. Um, but. To each his own. I think I loved it. But I, I really like the big sweeping stories. Yeah. We, we like the kind of more crazy assassination. Yeah. Bonkers stories. Yeah. Um, Mom, any final thoughts on, on this pair of books? No. I love Kennedy Ryan and I love her writing. And I she keeps writing them. I'll keep reading them. Cause... Likewise. Yeah. I thought... Nothing to add that I haven't already said. I thought she did yeah. great. I loved it. L- always love her writing, but I'm always impressed with how she handles researching and presenting more weighty issues. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Kingmaker and The Rebel King by Kennedy Ryan. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is not your mom's Facebook group. Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On January 27th, which is my brother's birthday, we'll be discussing (laughs) Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them all right thanks mom you're welcome ellen anytime (laughs) all right we'll see you next time okay bye. bye not your mom's romance book club is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts